0: You're listening to The Optimal State Podcast. Here we go. Hive mind detonation in three, two, one. Let's go. Confronting the lies and bringing the truth to light. The, truth. the mainstream. You
1: can't handle the truth.
0: Has been put on notice. This is The Optimal State Podcast. Yeah, I'm
1: making a lot of observations lately about just like the dating world and like the status of men and Men are coming off like super, super, super thirsty, man. Like I went to I went to a bar like two uh, like a month ago, and a bartender showed me how many messages she had on her Facebook. Random dudes hit her up, dude. It was endless, and she just kept scrolling. And she's like, Oh, this is just a day, a day or two. And she's not even that attractive. And oh, and I went to the bar last Friday, and I was sitting there with my friend, and like three girls by themselves they want to be left alone and all night they're fucking being approached by guys trying to like hit on them and like you know and they're on the other side they don't want to talk to nobody don't bother them and they just continue like endless guys just keep going over there non-stop and it's just like dude what the fuck? like why have men become this you know what i mean
0: yeah no i know trust me I've, i was on the other side of the bar i witnessed this firsthand every more or less every shift i worked but it's, I don't think it's all that different. I mean, it's like you're saying it's uh, the bar is just a microcosm of larger society, larger, uh, I guess modern society, what we're, what we're seeing now. Um, but the bar is unique also in its own way, because it's like hyper focused on that sort of dynamic where, you know, women are tend to be put more on a pedestal in that situation. Um, but i guess not at all but you know it it is the dynamic of of the of the setting of the bar setting often is that you know men are there and are looking for women to party with it's, it's part of how men party you know and women kind of ha- tend to have more of a good time by you know being desired right and men also want to be desired but i guess it's in different ways like men want to Men want to hunt. We've talked about this on the past episodes. Men want to hunt, and women want to feel security. And I think that that it kind of lends itself to the dynamics of the of what we see at the bar. It's just like kind of circus-y. It's, it's really grotesque in how it manifests. So, anyway, we are... Uh, no, no. Oh, go ahead, dude. Well,
1: no, I was just going to say, I mean, it's just like, you know, the internet, it's like
0: times a thousand. You know what I mean? So, yeah.
1: you have... You know, and you have and that's why like we, we're kind of in the situation that we're in today because the internet has magnified all that and now you have you know you you have girls that would normally just probably be, be humble and you know because they're just average looking and blah 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 but they got huge egos now because they just get hit up non-stop all day every day and it's like you know it's just like I would never, Ever, ever message, some, cold message somebody on
0: the internet. No? Really? Ever? You would never do that? No, I'm not saying. No, I'm not saying I haven't in the, the past when I was younger. You uh-huh. Know what I mean? But, you know, uh, I don't, you know, I, I'm not even on social media. You know right. What I'm and I wouldn't, um, you know, I wouldn't be like, oh, hey,
1: baby, what's up? You know, like, has that ever worked for anybody that's not a celebrity?
0: I mean, it's not, not like that. I've had, I've randomly like talked to people and have then had like some sort of, uh, you know, uh, meeting with them after. I guess it's kind of worked out. So I think it could work out. You know, I don't think in like being a a cheese ball necessarily, like, hey, baby, did it hurt when you fell? Of course, of course, like with anything in life, you know, things do work for some people, you know? Sure, sure. But the majority.
1: I don't think it works for, you know, and, and I, I just think that, um, you know, I we're, we're living in a world where, <clears throat> you know, the small few benefit and that's just life, you know what I mean? And whether it's dating, whether it's the financial system, you know, I mean, I, it's just the better looking you are, the more likely you're going to get a response. I mean, that's just, it has nothing to do with anything else. You know what I mean? It's just, that's just the way it is, you know? And I think people, especially men. Who aren't that top tier percentage of attractiveness um, don't understand that, and they keep falling into the same thing of like rather improving themselves, rather doing the right thing, they'd rather complain about it and bitch about it. And say, it's not fair, man. It's not fair. I don't get like thirty matches on Bumble. You know,
0: girls get like three hundred. How come You know what I mean? Like, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm loving this where this conversation is going, and. I, I had to hit record already, so uh, we you know we've been going for a few minutes now. I want to welcome everybody to another episode of the Optimal State Podcast. Super stoked to be here with the one, the only, Senor Adam. He's back. He's back from crushing softballs, and uh, we were just catching up. We were talking. the The conversation was getting good, so I was like, man, I think I should just hit that record button. So I hope you don't mind, dude. You were uh, you were um, you were actually like mid talk and I, I hit record but we're I think anybody who just tuned in can catch up pretty much What what we're talking about right now which is I guess we kind of started talking about like dating dynamics and we were planning on jumping into this bigger topic of double standards and I guess that kind of applies to what we're talking about here but I think this is great man and actually what you're kind of touching on now it makes me think of a, a topic we could kind of discuss and it's What does make a guy attractive to women, right? Because I think this is something that we could actually maybe unpack a little bit, you know? And it may not be the clearest thing to most people, right? Because as men, we are, you know, we tend to look at women maybe a little more object or a little more um, superficially, I guess, than they often look at guys. Uh, what do you think about that? Do you think that that's like a, a fair, accurate statement? Uh, what was the um, statement you mean? I'm sorry. Yeah, no worries. Uh, I was saying that it seems like, you know, kind of touching on this double standard theme that we were talking about is that, well, maybe this isn't so much a double standard. It's just a difference of perspective is that. Men tend to look at women a little more superficially, a little more based like on looks, more than maybe like what's up in their head or something or, or in their uh, you know personality even. And I mean that's a that, that's a stereotype for a reason, right? There that actually is a thing. Uh, and I think women may they don't tend to look at guys as much for specifically physical attractiveness, but there are other things physical that I think they do look at as well, that tend, that lend themselves to physical attractiveness. So I was kind of just, I mean, that's more, that's my take on it, but I was wondering what your take is on that. Do you, do you uh, view it the same way? Do you have like a different, different opinion on it? Uh,
1: I think that physical attraction for uh, I think for male and female is, like, extremely important in, this, in the world we're living in today. I think that um, it's uh, due to social media and dating apps and all this stuff. Um, <clears throat> I mean, that's what dating
0: apps are basically based around, is, like, you know, do you like this person's face? Do you like their
1: lifestyle?
0: Do you, uh, it is very you know, face-focused, that's true. Very, and, very face-focused. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, from a kid, I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, you're taught, like, the, the Disney, um, uh, you know, the, the prince is gonna come, Prince Charming's gonna come and take you away and all this stuff, and so it's like, yeah, you, you're taught this at a, uh, an early age, but uh, unfortunately, I, I just think there is a very, very strong obsession with both sexes about the physical, and I, I think that, like, the, the, the things that people, who people are on the inside and the things that make them great. People know less about that now um, because uh, we live in a very digital, we live in a digital world and people want to uh, be able to be around attractive people and that's the society that we're living in and I'm not saying everybody because I hate generalizations. I'm not saying every single person is like this, you know, because that's the trap that people get caught in. It's just like, oh. All women aren't like that. How could you say I'm not like that? How could you say that about me? And I, I agree. I mean, there are a lot of people that don't do that, but I, I just don't think that the way society is going right now um, is really helping anybody that like, has a decent personality. Because people really don't care. Like people don't care about how nice you are. You know, people get caught in that trap. I'm a nice guy. Like
0: I should be loved. I'm a nice girl. Why don't I have? success but that's the whole thing i mean that that goes back to that sort of ancient wisdom biblical truth is that there is no real good i mean everybody thinks they're nice and good but it's their own version of what nice and good is another person may not necessarily think that you know so there's that but i think if we rewind a little bit i i don't think okay so i We'll break it down. So you were talking about a lot of. You were saying like um, I know you weren't saying this specifically, but you were saying that a lot of people are, most people are, uh, interested in physical attractiveness, men and women. But I do think that yes, while I think I think it's it's oftentimes top of mind because it is very culturally, societally important to. uh, It seems that way, right? However, I think that when you start getting underneath that and you start providing some more of that like real substance that, that that stuff that like people are really looking for in a relationship, then I think that stuff becomes way less important. So my my point is that yeah, I mean physical attraction matters because it shows that you care about your appearance, but there's a lot of women who are maybe like, if they didn't put a lot of attention into their looks, they wouldn't be tens, you know, they would be much lower on the spectrum. And the same thing with a lot of guys, if they didn't groom, if they didn't work out, if they didn't, uh, you know, invest in their clothes, invest in a nice car whatever. I mean, I'm not necessarily saying a nice car is everything, but it's attention to that sort of detail. It's attention to presentation in all shapes, manners, and forms, because that shows that, hey, I am focused. And I'm talking about how a woman would look at a guy when that presentation is there. It's saying, I am focused on keeping it together, getting it together, and presenting it out to the world. Like, I'm confidently moving through the world saying, hey, I have these things together. And that demonstrates confidence. And may sound cliche, and but it's, I don't think it is. I think that confidence actually is the more attractive thing. But it's genuine confidence. It's not this... Bravado. It's not like, you know, walking in and acting like. Alpha, fake alpha. Yeah, it's it, exactly fake alpha. Right. It's but it's the true alpha, I think, you know, and the true alpha is it's not something you can necessarily adopt. It's behaviors you have to come to understand. It's almost instinctual, you know what I mean? It does. I mean, it really does have to be instinctual. And it, it all comes down to your innate philosophy, that foundational philosophy and how you look at life. And that's why so many on the left, they just will never get that because they're constantly looking for validation from the tribe. They're constantly looking. They don't have any actual truth to stand on because they don't stand up for the truth. They just look to the high, They look to the tribe for what, they, what they're supposed to believe. And you can't, that's, you're never going to be alpha. You're never going to be uh, top of the food chain. You just... Whatever, However you want to describe it, you're not, you're not going to be presenting yourself as confident, truly, at the end of the day. I mean, you, you might fool some people who are about that life, but there's no substance there. And then these people are the same types who have these sort of empty shell marriages where they're, they need to be swingers. And they need to be fucked up all the time, drinking, smoking. They need to be traveling. They're like, oh, we don't want kids. We just want to screw and drink and travel because we have no other – who cares, Right? they're not willing to put any skin in the game. And you know, I'm one to talk, I'm not, I don't have any children at present, um, and I'm not married at present, but things I'm considering, things I'm considering working on pretty soon. But, uh, <laughs> my girlfriend deserved it, she was laughing downstairs. But, uh, yeah, I'm just, um, I guess my point is that, I don't think it's necessarily like, you're not gonna, you, you can't just be like some schlep, just be like a like super attractive dude and like chicks are gonna go after you I don't I don't think it necessarily works that way maybe with some guys in some situations yeah but there's usually got to be other things because a lot of times those guys who are more attractive maybe because some things may have been easier for them in life uh, or for whatever you know they they might be just charming guys because yeah you're right I think attractive people could come across more charming they have an easier time probably coming across as more charming because I was talking about this on the podcast yesterday. Uh, I was talking about like relativism, right? And how that really doesn't always, it it largely doesn't make sense because we intrinsically know truth a lot of times. Like we look at the world and we know order. We know how things are supposed to be. We know how they're supposed to be put together. We know when things aren't right. We feel it in, in like our guts when we see something that's not correct. And that goes for things that are not symmetrical, you know, and I think that that's like, Kind of what happens a lot of times when we look at people or body shapes who are not you know maybe not attractive but man i'll tell you what dude I, a lot of the times like i don't i never look at people like if if they're put together and they carry themselves well they're articulate like groomed well they they show that they're like present and focused on their life i i honestly don't look too much at like physical traits at all i guess i mean i mean it's different i guess if we're talking about dating but i'm i'm just i always think like the the way a person presents himself is as a package is is more important than just like you know superficial attractiveness that would be kind of my opinion yeah, on and, you know i don't want
1: like, I'm saying, oh, well, you should just be a, you could be a dirty slob and you should be able to get whatever you want. That's not, what I'm saying is, it's almost like people have been programmed since a kid that, you know, you, you need to follow this road or, you know, you're going to, like I said, you're going to have the Prince Charming come in your life or the Princess uh, Queen or whatever it is. And uh, you're kind of like taught these things as a kid that uh, these unrealistic, um, these unrealistic Things could happen to you in the future. Uh, I know, you know. Sometimes, sometimes people, you know, have the luck to be able to like find that prince charming or their queen or whatever you want to fucking talk about. Uh, but I, I just think that it's not like the access to the internet from such a young age um, doesn't help because I mean. Any kid, if you don't have safeguards, can start looking at porn at such an early age, you know? And that stuff right there can really mess with a child's mind. And having, and even with a woman, you know, with a girl, I mean, you know, she sees all these beautiful women that look a certain way. And they all, they all gorgeous on magazines and TV. And it's like a lot of people, I'm not going to say everybody, but a lot of people would internalize that kind of stuff and say, well, I don't look like that. How come I'm not good enough? And it's rather than society teaching people to have, um, you know, inner peace, find their inner truth, be the best person they could possibly be, you know, when it comes to just like, you know, giving service to others, being mindful of others and all that stuff. That stuff's like not taught to you. Um, And that's the thing, like, men come off very mindless nowadays, and
0: women like mindful men, you know? Like yeah, women exactly. Like, women, women
1: like guys are, are going to take their feelings to account, be empathetic, be caring. And men are very mindless now because I think it's because of porn. I think it's because of, um, you know, these, these grifters like Tate, they're telling people, people that materiality will solve their problems. Yeah, yeah, an alpha male. It's just like, dude, these guys aren't that and you're trying to tell them to be something they're not like you know you're either a leader or you're not you know and it's it's unfortunate that society has allowed guys like tate to kind of you know kind of they do it's funny my friend uh my old friend mitchell we i used to always say um uh years ago when i was
0: living in florida i always say oh um the cream always rises to the top and he would say, So does the scum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and but that's and that's true though, you
1: know, and that's the kind of situation that we're living in. It's like you have these scumbags that are able to use and profit off lonely men. And that's what pisses me off about dating apps. They kinda their whole business model is to use lonely lonely men and get them to pay. They end up getting matches right before the subscription ends. And then they get reinterested in the app, just to find out that like it's not real or it's a bot or something like that. So you have like these corporations that have a vested interest in literally manipulating men to pay for these dating apps, just to, to even like get a like a, a smidgen of woman's attention. And that's what pisses me off because I don't like the way that men are treated in society today. And um, and I'm not saying some isn't warranted or whatever it is. I mean, like you know there are fucked up dudes out there that do stupid shit and I'm not advocating that but what I am saying is that I, I think that um, m- men are just kind of losing their um, like they're kind of losing their I'm not going to say grip on society because I'm not it kind of sounds like they want to control everything but they're they are kind of um, losing their place in society a little bit because they are um, you know they're, they're not being fed with the right information about
0: how to truly transform themselves, uh, they're being told that they need to transform themselves into uh, you know and be more t- materialistic
1: and oh you get a lot of money then you get the women. It's just like what's that about that. Uh, everybody knows that yeah you know, obviously the more you have and the more you have to offer women woman the more interested they're going to be. No nobody's denying that. But if you don't have that and you don't have those qualities, what's the solution? And the solution is change yourself from the from within. And don't focus on all that other stuff. Just try to be the best version of yourself. You know, go go to the gym, go to the library, read a fucking book. Um uh, you know, and it's it's just sad and I hate to see kind of like, you know, men go through that because I see all these I watch YouTube videos and you just see endless, endless amounts of dudes just kinda complaining about these things and um there's no real person out there to give them answers. And, uh, yeah, you know, and you have to ask yourself why. Why is that? There's nobody out there that really cares
0: enough about men now to, to be able to give them the correct information to help
1: better themselves.
0: Yeah, totally true. I mean, we also live in an age where we're all so comfortable and, and cozy and, and, you know, well-fed and well-entertained that men have the ability i guess or i don't know if you'd want to call it like the luxury to just sit around and and cry about that and and feel bad about like the 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 situation of the of the dating world and i'm not saying it's not bleak you know i i know it can be very very bleak uh you know the the dating world and the dating app world but you choose it's it's, what's that that's the thing and like all these dudes
1: personalize all this stuff you know oh yeah totally it's like oh well this person, I, like, I don't understand why this person is like you know, or whatever it is. Just, you can't personal. it's not personal. You know what I mean? It, you know, no one's, yeah. like, saying, oh, you're a, you know, I, I don't, I don't like you, you're a fucking scumbag, get the fuck away from me. It's just, someone's not interested in you, they're not interested, move on, who gives a shit? You know what I mean? That's like, you know, like, if I had a, a fucking nickel for every woman that was interested in me, I'd be a billionaire. And that's just, and, you know, and that's, I'm, I'm not saying because I am, uh, you know, less than, it's just the way it is, you know what I mean? Like, you're not going to get every single woman's interest, you're going to get turned down, but these, you also have successes, too, so it's just like you focus on the good things rather than the bad things, because uh, um, you're just going to get yourself down at the end of the day if you just focus on the negative all the time, and, and then we, have a, we live in a negative-driven society, and I, I think that people get stuck in the loop, and, that you know, when you start asking yourself why, it's like the worst question you can ask yourself. It's like, you know, why is this work out? Why me? Why me? Why me? And it's just, like, it's terrible for you. And uh, I, I just think that, you know, there's got to be somebody or something out there that provides these solutions for these men.
0: Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of it is, I, I think a lot of the problem comes down to, and this was another thing I touched on yesterday, is our aversion to suffering, our aversion to going through some hard times to become a diamond to, to be put under pressure and then to come out the other side, stronger, better for it. A lot of, you know, I have a friend, I I play music with him every so often and he tells me he does not, he hates the idea of music making him uncomfortable. Like he, he just wants music to be this thing of comfort for him And unfortunately what that, I mean, that's great. You know, I'm, I'm glad that it's something that could bring him peace. And I think that's something you could resonate with. However, my point is that we're not going to progress if you're not ever putting yourself in some sort of difficult position. You know, if you're not forcing yourself to have to write that song and settle on it and move on to another song and write that, if you're not forcing yourself to play that show, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you can't just stay in your attic and jam like two, three hours. Nonstop and not make any progress. Uh, I mean, you can, but uh, you're not going to make any progress, right? And I think a lot of guys fall into that trap where it's easy to just pull your phone out, go to a dating app, go to a porn site, and just hours pass, you know, like doom scrolling. And it's, it's so easy. It doesn't require putting any skin in the game. It doesn't require lonely nights like sitting at your computer coding the next great startup app. It, it doesn't require... You spending two, three, four years becoming a a, a lineman journeyman, you know, like out in the rain in the sleet up, like putting power lines up while everybody else is toasty around a fire drinking hot cocoa. And you're outside like, why am I doing this? Oh, yeah, because I want to make something of myself, you know, and you too, man. I mean, you work in your job, in your healthcare profession. You're working, what, 60, 70 hours a week. No one's like showing up and giving you ticker tape parades. Meanwhile, everyone, like you you watch TV and everyone and their sister, like, you know, they'll, they'll pick a flower and everyone's like, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of myself. I can't believe it. I'm just so amazingly proud. And it's like, we were talking about this before I hit record. Pride's a sin. There's a reason pride's a sin. You're not supposed to be walking around, elevating yourself, thinking you're great. Anything good that happens, it's because this realm is stable. It's because we're able to go through it without, you know, absolute chaos just erupting around us at all times. Imagine if we lived in a truly chaotic realm. I mean, we just couldn't. We would the the fact that like we live in these meat meat bodies with nerve endings all over the place. One minor thing happens, you know, we get a splinter in our foot. We're in agonizing pain, you know? Like I I had my wisdom teeth removed earlier this week. I'm, that was painful. I'm in pain right now, you know? And eating has been a real chore. And it's, it's because I had these two molars removed from my face, my and it was like, you know, so I'm just saying like, we, we always want to celebrate ourselves for every tiny little accomplishment, but we shouldn't, there's no reason for that. We're supposed to be working hard. And I think a lot of guys do themselves a disservice because they think, oh, you're just like, you know, swipe right. she'll see my face and cool like you know i'm i'm in but there's no effort put there i i I think truly like when women want to feel secure they want to see a guy who's putting the effort in because they're like i could rely on that guy to to show up and that's really it man i mean it's the same with you in in our bands dude i mean i I always looked at you as a guy who could show up right and i mean that's what i looked for in a, a, a musician in a in a bandmate that was it i wasn't necessarily looking for the guy who could play Bach, uh, standing on his head on a eight string guitar. I was looking for the guy who was, who was going to show up and play a show with me, you know? And I think it's the same thing in, in a lot of relationships is they're looking for someone who's going to be not necessarily like just be there, you know, and not just be there for everything, but someone who, when the times get tough, okay, I know this guy's been through some stuff. I know he's got some grit. I know he's got, uh, to borrow a phrase from Owen Benjamin, he says that quite a bit, but, uh, you know, to have some grit, you know, to be uh, determined to accomplish something, you know, and I mean it could be anything from just getting your, getting a degree in school, getting a promotion to something as amazing as like, I want to get this app I've been working on off the ground, or. What what have you? You know, there's so many things like it's it's pretty much infinite what a person can do with their interests. But you know, guys have it a little. It's it's a blessing and a curse because you men are looked to to inhabit these sort of uh, you know leader roles or captain roles. You know where it's it's not necessarily expected, but like the the position is there if you want to take it. And I think that society and women like you know they appreciate when a man can step up and and do that so that might be that sort of alpha tendency you were referring to with Andrew Tate and how he's pushing guys to do that and I don't I don't think everybody personality wise is cut out to be an alpha and I I think that that would be crazy because the world just couldn't work then we would like you know alphas need they need the the bravos right if we're if we're going to go into the what is it, the sociosexual hierarchy, right? So you need the, it, it's like a pyramid, right? And it, it's like, there has to be a certain amount of each in order for there to be that sort of kind of equilibrium, so to speak. But um, yeah, so everyone can't be alphas, but you could aspire to have certain of those characteristics because it's just like in, you know, playing, let's say we're playing baseball or, or we're playing music you aspire to be like the players who are dominating in the game or you aspire to be like the musicians who are dominating in, in that field. Uh, so even if you're not necessarily going to be there, like there's, there's a lot of things you could take and and you make them work for yourself. You know, I'm, I'm a person who has like certain things that work for me. I'm not going to do what Andrew Tate does. I'm not going to do what, uh, another alpha personality does. Like you know, I'm a, I'm a unique personality, and I do things my way. And it's the same thing with you. But a lot of times, guys just, they are not willing to invest the work into themselves to become the best versions of themselves. And they want easy answers. You know, everybody wants that participation trophy that we all got as kids. And, uh, you know, and that's, I think that's what you were talking about earlier, is that we're kind of coddled in this society, and we are uh, not really encouraged to Venture out and be these sort of strong beings. Yeah, you know, it's like that JFK quote: "Um, what um, don't
1: pray for uh, don't pray for easy lives; pray to be stronger men." And you know, that's the society we're living in, where they just they look at like men look at these good-looking dudes, and how come I can't be that way? How come you know what I mean? It's a dude. You that's not you. Don't like worst thing you could ever do is compare yourself to another person, and if you're gonna compare yourself to another person, take those good qualities of that person and use it as a tool to better yourself. Like, oh man, that guy's got um, you know, like that guy's, you know, quite charming. I I I would like to be that way. What could I do to be charming? You know, and that's that's how you
0: learn and that's how you better yourself totally yeah and that's that's still comparison though i so i don't think you should not be comparing but it's yeah, a yeah, yeah. it's a healthy uh, sort, yeah, exactly. right yeah it's yeah, a yeah, exactly. it's discernment i guess in a way right i mean it's like a healthy level of discernment you're not because comparison i guess then implies like yeah i'm putting myself here and i'm, I'm comparing myself against this guy but what you want to do is you want to be more judge I guess judgmental in a way you know you don't want to like just accept everything and say I'm throwing my whole personality out and I'm just gonna become like that guy and that's the pseudo alpha that's that's the fake alpha we were talking about before who you could tell you're like oh you're trying to be Johnny Depp oh that's funny you have like the hair and the, the the oh I see what you're doing okay but you're not a real person you're just trying to be John, then, gotcha. you know, I, you might be able to answer this because I really don't understand this. Like, to me, like the fake
1: alpha is like the dude at the gym that is like, yo, rock solid, but he's fucking his ego is so through the roof. But then you challenge him and he like loses it. You know what I mean? Like, why would why are women attracted to a guy that has like this fake massive ego? But when you you know you challenge the guy and he like loses it, it's like. i I would never understand that type of mentality because it's just like dude this guy's like so broken and you know he's like obviously um you know got issues but like sometimes women are attracted to like that false alpha mentality of like oh i'm a you know i'm a man's man like uh, and then yeah yeah you like bump into him and he's like trying to fight you because he thinks he did it on purpose or something. You know
0: what I mean? Like, yeah, well what I will say about that though is yeah, on the on the one hand, yeah, that's a big baby mentality, big red flag. You're like, Oh, this guy can't handle like basic emotions. But the on the other hand, anger is an emotion that men tend to lean into and it usually shows everybody that they care about something. That's like when you see like I, it happens to me sometimes. Like, I'll get so mad about something and people will start laughing at me. And I'll be like, what are you laughing at? I'm, I'm, I'm fuming mad right now. And they're like, oh, it's just because, like, you really care about that, huh? And I'm like, yeah, I do. So I think that anger shows passion. It shows that you care about something. And I, that's a marker of somebody, you know, actually being alpha-esque because showing that you care about how things are are like how things manifest and how people come into your life and all that stuff to the point that like you are taken aback and you're ready to like feel aggressive about it i think that sends a signal sometimes not all the time but sometimes that you care so that, that can be something that's not i mean to you i'm sure like you know and to me too if like some guy came up to me it was just like i be like dude What's your problem? <laughs> like, why? I, I'm not I'm not going to be, you know, so impressed by that, but... Well, I'm we'll talking about like, more, like, trivial stuff. You okay. know
1: what I mean? Like, if someone, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not talking about, like, you know, defending somebody's honor. You know what I mean? Because, like, yeah, as a man, you have to do that. What I'm saying is just, like, um, the, the man babies. And yeah. It's just, like, there are so many out there very odd to me that anybody would be attracted like i wouldn't want a female that acts like a baby you know what i mean like as soon as and i've seen it before you know what i mean where you know they're very dramatic over stuff and say i don't have time you know to deal with that kind of stuff you know like i wouldn't want to be around somebody that just brings drama to my life um i I, I want peace i want inner peace i want the person that i'm with to be peaceful um i don't want somebody that's going to bring a bunch of nonsense around me about a bunch of problems and, uh, uh, I think that's another thing that, uh, men need to work on is like not projecting themselves, they're not projecting their negativity because they, one thing women can sniff out is if you are not confident and you don't feel good about yourself. And if you're a fake, they're experts at that. They can sniff that out from a mile away and you have to be able to believe in yourself to, um, be able to accomplish things That you want to accomplish whether it's dating whether it's um in the workforce whether it's sports you really have to believe in yourself and that's that's the thing that's not being taught to um to us as a society it's just like if you you believe in yourself you can really do anything you know you are you know you uh, you can create a beautiful life for yourself Uh, you know your your mind meets reality you build your reality through your thoughts and that's that's how you're able to obtain things and at first, like, when you want something, you have a vision of it. And when you have a vision, then you can actually proceed. But a lot of men, they don't have a vision for anything. They just want to go out and just kind of be there and expect. It's almost like they have an expectation that
0: they're going to be loved just for existing. Yeah. Just
1: like, your life doesn't work that way. You know what I mean? Like, you don't deserve anything. You know? Yeah, unless you work for it, you don't fucking deserve nothing. You know? And... We have a we live in a very self deserving society, and I think women can be guilty of that too. A lot of women believe that they, they are self deserving of another man's wealth, and because they're attractive, they feel that since they are a certain level of attraction, they feel that they are inherently deserving of a wealthy man that's going to take care of them. And to me, just because you're beautiful doesn't mean that you are self deserving in that. Like you know, you have to earn that right with a man. You know, yeah and you earn that right by building a life with that person you don't earn that right by just you know hopping on a dating app oh this guy's got a boat and whatever let me try to get in with this guy I mean I, I'm gonna say it doesn't work but what I'm saying is like I don't think that's a right you know but just because you're attractive that you are inherently deserving to
0: somebody else's wealth yeah I mean ultimately if and if that's the relationship that these people are, are engaging in then that's ultimately what the sum of that relationship will be Is it's going to be that superficial hedonistic. We're on a boat. You're taking me out to dinner. Oh, what's your what's your middle name? Oh, oh okay, yeah, got cool. Um, yeah, I'm just on my phone all day. Instagram, Snapchat, and that's the that is the depth of the, of that what that relationship will be. And uh, you know, it could be fun, could be fun for what it is, but I, I think in this day and age, you know, we we all went through the. The 20 teens, right? I mean, it's it's funny to think like how naive I felt a lot of us were going through that era, you know, with the dating apps and, you know, like pre-Trump and during the Trump years, just all that stuff. And it's just so interesting to think like how far we've come. I, I, I mean, yeah, I guess we're pretty cynical dudes at this point. Black-pilled AF, but uh no, nah, maybe not. I don't know, dude. This was fun, though. I'm glad that we... Uh... I think something great. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, 100%, that, dude.
1: You know, I mean, like, if you're not black pill a little
0: bit, then you're, you're not really within this reality. You know what I mean? Like, you're not. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, a, lot of, a lot of people think that it's negativity, and sometimes my family members will say that, oh, you're being negative. But, like, you know, I will give them facts, and they say I'll be negative. Like, you know, my, my father got angry at me because I said 60% of all money ever printed was printed in the last three years. <laughs> and <laughs> Are
0: different. And they call it a conspiracy. I'm like, it's not a fucking conspiracy. It's not a consp- Just because it's like, it sounds so far out there. And it it's like, these people are asleep, man. They're asleep at the wheel. And it's like that, it sounds conspiratorial or sounds far. I mean, I shouldn't even say it sounds conspiratorial, because something that sounds conspiratorial is just, it's just like trend forecasting at this point. We all just think it's gonna, it's just like three months ahead of the curve, really, if you're, if you're calling it conspiratorial. but. He's acting like it's a whacked out idea. So far, not that, you know, it's, it is a, uh, it's just funny. It's the truth and they, they don't, they would rather not believe the truth. I mean, it goes into this whole, like, uh, you know, the whole Twitter verse and how it's like echo chambers, uh, especially with the left. I mean, you see it on the right too, with like the Trump supporters or, uh, you know, those types, but, um. I mean the left, it's like you take two steps out of what they deem to be their appropriate group think, and you're labeled all manner of things, you know, and you're you're just ostracized, you become a complete uh outcast. But um I think we'll go to a quick break, dude, and uh listen to some music, play some guitar for for our friends, listening to the Optimal State Podcast. Thank you guys for uh hanging with us on this episode be right back on the other side of some music and i think we'll get into i don't know we could maybe stick with this topic or get into some new stuff so uh see you guys on the other side
1: with all that because of, you know, it's being promoted in the media and everywhere you go people got rainbows on their Twitter pages and all this stuff and um, I, I, I truly believe that you know humanity should celebrate itself it, you know I, I think that human beings um, should uh, love themselves enough to where we don't necessarily have to celebrate every morsel of society that's not basically white i mean that's basically what they're doing i mean they have um you know and that's not like a racist thing i mean that's literally like you know every, everybody you know that every day is like you know we celebrate this we celebrate that this month that month and it's just like
0: um, it's all stuff where there's no effort put in. I mean, it's all stuff where it's like, this is how these people look and this is what you're supposed to think about them. And uh, so do what we say and celebrate them for those reasons, even if there's not really, you know, much historical precedent for doing that.
1: Yeah. And it's, um, it's all kind of divisive at the end of the day, because The whole point of celebrating a certain group is leaving out another group and to me and i I always say this if no matter what you're if you are giving one group um something and not another group that's like racism you know what i mean if you're if you give you know if you give asian people something and you leave out black people or whatever it is like you that's like racism because you're you're you are giving somebody something, and not another group, and then you say it's equality. And to me, it's just it really doesn't make sense. And it's it's kind of like my you know my father told me that, uh, um, uh, like when he was going to, uh, I mean, he actually applied to the police exam, and he said he got like a hundred, but he didn't get in because um, they needed. To, Put a certain amount, a certain amount of minorities into uh, the police. So they, you know, even though he got a high score, the highest score he could possibly get. Um, I think that uh, you know it was kind of ridiculous that they they are forced by a government institution to give people who are probably, you know, no, I'm not saying that you know they're. they're people, but at the end of the day, they didn't score high enough on the test, or, uh, or as high as him, but they gave, they gave them the job, but not him, and it's just like, well, you basically didn't give him the job because he was white, you know what I mean, like, that's what it comes down to, yeah. and, you know, and, and that's like, why is that allowed, you know, and I, I took a training at my, my job a few years ago, and it gave an example about how, um, a black woman, uh, went up against this white woman for a position. And the black woman had five years of college and five years' experience, and the other girl, uh, the white girl, only had five years' of college, and they hired the white girl. And the question asked, Does the black woman have a right to sue? I said no. Yeah. I was wrong.
0: I'm wrong. Again. Wrong. Right Shame on you, Adam.
1: Yeah, so they headed to hr and stuff i was like but i'm not afforded that same ability i was like you know plenty of black people have been um given supervisory roles and i've been denied as a white man can i sue and and i literally said in the letter i was just like anybody that said i could sue would be lying you know what I mean? Like you know, that's absolutely ridiculous. But when you're when you allow one group to do something and not another, that's literally what racism is. And I, I don't get why people don't understand that. And I'm the least racist person in the whole world. I I, I believe, in, you know, we're all human beings, we're all equal, you no know, matter black, white, like, whatever it is that you are, that it, it, it's cool with me. But at the end of the day, in, in you know, it, it's kind of like systematic in its own sense where it's being fed to us that, you know, one group, like, oh, well, there's, you know, white privilege, white people are, you know, they've had a stranglehold of society, and blah, 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 and it's just like, yeah, it kind of takes away from, like, all the hard work that you put into everything as a white person that, like, you know, no one's ever been, gave me the benefit of the doubt, you know what I mean, ever. You know, I always had to fucking crawl for everything that I got in life, you know what I mean, whether it's, like, you know, I had to work hard for, you know, every single thing I have. And I think that the whole point of it is just to lessen the value of these people and try to bring up the value of others falsely and try to make basically white people feel less than. And when we're all equal because we're all human beings and rather them trying to level the playing field they're trying to play the blame game and saying that, like, you know, we, we had our, a hand in, in this, this rule of society that is happening and
0: that, you know, basically that, that we somehow should be punished for it or we
1: shouldn't be um, given any type of uh, um, benefit of the doubt that we're trying to do the right thing, whatever it is, you know, I, and it's just unfortunate because it just it just ends up making it about division at the end of the day. And that's, it's all about divisiveness. And that's their goal. And uh, you know, I mean, you have to ask yourself who is doing this, you know, who is implementing this system and who is trying to create all this animosity. And um, I mean, I I don't know who it is, but I'm assuming that whoever is, you know, we always talk about the man behind the curtain and that's, that is who it is. And we can't identify those people because obviously um, that's the ultimate question. But, uh, it, it's kind of, they, they just want to kind of degrade society to create all this false animosity towards each other over fucking trivial nonsense like race, gender, um, sexual preference, all that stuff. Like, that, that never mattered to me growing up. I didn't need to be, I didn't need to read LGBTQ books to accept the gay person. You know, like, I was the most, I was, I mean, when I grew up, there was, I, I, I remember there was an, like, albino kid. Nobody really wanted to be friends with him, but I didn't give a shit, you know what I mean? Like, I liked the kid, you know? Uh, we used to hang out and all this other stuff, and it's just like... um, uh, you, It makes you kind of think that even as a kid, like, you, you kind of have, like, a way of, like, oh, well, this person's different than me. But at the end of the day, no one's really, like, hateful at heart. You're taught hate by... You know whether um, you know it could be from family or it could be from government or whatever it is. Like that hate is taught to us because I don't think that we inherently hate other people for their race. And, like just being you know growing up, you know, like without any context whatsoever. If you were like five years old and no one ever told you about, and you were on a playground with a black kid or an Asian kid, are you, are you gonna say to them, "Oh, you're black. I don't want to hang out with you"? but If a five year old uh, on the in the sand.
0: But even I mean no, and if any, and I would hope, like I would hope that, like most most kids should know that that's silly. But then they hear adults tell them otherwise that it's that's something to take seriously, because I feel like when I was a kid, you know, people would be like I don't want to play with you because, you like you smell funny or you're like fat or you got buck teeth or something, you know. And it's like oh, I'm being excluded because of something that, you know, they they observe about me and they don't like about me. Okay, fine. Uh, you know, and I think that that's part of how we're wired, you know, we're wired to kind of form ourselves in the groups and make the group strong. And to do that, you have to exclude certain things. You have to exclude certain people. It's, it, can, it can get kind of ugly, you know, like you mentioned before the, the person, the albino person, the albino kid. And, but, you know, at the same time, like you wanted to play with him. You wanted to, you wanted him to be your friend. You didn't have that. Like you didn't want to exclude him. Maybe some people did. But to, to rewind a little bit, you know, you mentioned your father becoming uh, or taking the police exam. And I think that that it's that that's like a case in point example of the cancer that is relativism, because it, it when we start saying morality and rightness and goodness and being good at something is all relative, you know, it's like or, or at the very least, it's not as important as these other arbitrary things, such as like skin color, your whether you're an L or a G or a B or a Q or an H or whatever you are, uh, you know whatever pronoun you are, um, you know now that's all important. And the reason that's important now, as opposed to things that can make you stronger, things that actually are, you know make would make you a decent person, uh, they want you to embrace these things because. They don't do that. They don't make you a stronger person. They make you uh, easily controllable, right? And I I think that goes into the whole LGBTQ thing, which is so pathetic and so sad in that you see these people who just adopt these mannerisms and adopt all the stuff that they're being sold so easily. Like, dude... Is there something in your DNA that makes you want to dye your hair blue and wave that flag and chop your dick off and do all these other crazy things? No, there's not. You're in a trend. You're in a cult. There's nothing in you that makes all of you people want to do these things right now. It's because this machine is feeding all of this into your head. So. But yeah, I mean, if anybody really were to sit back, I would be like, man, I want the cop who actually... Did well on that test. Who could actually, you know, is has a brain in his head. And, and I'm not saying that, you know, you know, what I'm saying I'm not saying that like a black dude wouldn't necessarily have a brain. But when you start doing it in that way, where you're saying like, hey, we want to fill, we want to fill the ranks here. I mean, you're not gonna get. Sorry, real quick though, but mm-hmm. the very fact
1: is, my father got hundred on the, the exam, right. and he was black. He would get the position, but he didn't get because white is
0: that not racism (laughs) totally no i 100 percent agree dude and it's like they look at it as uh affirmative action right that they want to like fill the ranks with these people but then it's like would you okay you're getting a heart operation are you gonna look up and be like oh thank god they were they did affirmative action here oh man i'm so glad they didn't hire the best doctor who got the best grades on the test i'm glad they went for the guy who didn't get the best as long as he has the right skin color i could have this open heart surgery just fine and it's like, it, it, anybody really, like, if you're being honest with yourself, is not going to say that. You want the best doctor you're going to get. That's why all these, especially the rich coastal elites, they'll fly everywhere to get the best plastic surgeons, the best this, the best that. I mean, it's no, it's, it's no secret. It's totally obvious. They're just hypocrites. But, uh, oh, man, uh, there was a lot that you said. I felt like I had a lot. But then I, I, I honed in on your dad with the police officer. Thing. but we were, we kind of opened this up, uh, we were going to kind of touch on pride and I, I, we didn't really get too much into that, but that's really what's been going on this whole month is we're supposed to be prideful. What's interesting though, is I feel like the past few years were way more over the top and maybe that's because I was down in New York city and I, I mean, maybe it was also pre COVID years. So I, that's more what I'm thinking. Cause I remember working at a bar and I remember it was like, <laughs> they wanted all of us to work there for the pride parade because it was like right in the heart of it. It was like right where it ended or began or something. Oh dude, it was so awful. Cause it was all the, the gay cops came because it was like the, the bar was owned by a police officer. So it was just real raunchy and gross, man. I mean, you're seeing people like these, these women cops with these like butch haircuts, like twerking on the bar and stuff. I'm like, what is this like is this is pride this is what you guys are supposed to be stoked about like just acting like a bunch of depraved moron like a bunch of monkeys you know throwing your hips around like that like you're not doing anything for the cause like by behaving this way all you're showing is that yes sex is front of mind and when we say otherwise we are lying obviously you know it's like anyone can see through that you were gonna say something
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I, I was going to say that the the funny part about the movement is it works against them, but they think it works for them. Right. And, and that's how most movements work, you know? Like, Black Lives Matter movement, did that really help black people? Did they do anything to help anybody in inner cities, any black kids? And did they do anything to actually help black people? No, they didn't, you know? Nothing. And it's just... And uh, the thing is, they make these... Groups and whatever, whatever it is, and they name it after something, and like to the point where if you say no to it, they can just say you're a bigot. Yep. So you know, I'm not, you know, I don't agree with black lives. Matter. Oh, you're racist. Sorry. Like, you know, that's just, you know, you don't agree with like black lives. Matter. It's just like, it's not about that. You know, it's not about me not liking gay people because I have no problem with gay people at all. It's just the fact that you're being fooled by. I literally, I, I, a systematic and well-placed, organized system that is oppressing you, and you don't even realize it's oppressing you, because it's giving you what you think you want, and these moral victories, and that's all they are. They're just little moral victories that don't mean anything. And, and it's kind of like Martin Luther King said, like, you know, with, with um, you know, with the segregation in the schools and stuff like that or maybe it was, Martin Luther King. it was i think malcolm x he's like yeah they'll give you moral victories but they won't give you anything more than that and that's what it's about it's not about anything else besides giving crumbs to these people and these people taking the crumbs and thinking that
0: it's a percent. yeah malcolm x is great man i mean there's a reason they don't look to him as the the voice of black america hardcore conservative like, did not drink, smoke, anything, did not, uh, very, very traditional in that he wanted, like, a strong family unit, strong communities, and I, I vibed with what he was saying, man. He was like, he's like, this culture is not, was not necessarily built for black America, because you see, like, what, what ultimately has happened with the great society, like, Lyndon Johnson's Great Society and the Civil Rights Movement, they, took the black community and they made them their uh like they ghettoized a lot of them in the prison industrial complex and the war on drugs i mean introducing crack cocaine into these neighborhoods they really targeted them to a degree but it's not the way that like they sell it to us now they sell it to us like oh uh racism and a bunch of random like white people in the 50s throwing milkshakes at black people was the worst thing and like it's like nah dude this was state sanctioned Racism, Exactly what you're saying, dude. Like with your father not getting that police officer position, it's the same thing. It just is, it's flipped now and it's different. And back then, you know, they looked at it like a whole different thing. So I, I was, I vied with what Malcolm X said because he's like, dude, let's go start our own nation. We're going to go back to Africa, do our thing there. Anyone who wants to stay here, that's cool. You guys can stay in America, but I'm going to go over there with my people and we're going to do it. But, you know, he was assassinated not too long after that, but someone from the Nation of Islam, so the story goes. But uh, they took care of that problem. And then they had their Jesse Jacksons and Al Sharptons, who are race grifters for decades, man. Exactly, I was just about to say, the very definition of a fucking grifter is fucking those people. You know what's interesting? So I live up in, as you know, I live up in the Hudson Valley, but uh, there is there was a story that happened up here, I think it was in the 80s, And I'm pretty sure it was kind of like how Al Sharpton got a little bit more, a little more steam following like his, uh, his early days. Like this was kind of like his first, like one of his bigger things in the, in the early days, he was this big fat guy. And this black woman, I think it was in Poughkeepsie said she was raped by a bunch of white cops, but really it was a story she made up because she didn't want to get beat by her dad. So she told, it became a huge thing, her Al Sharpton got involved, it was like in the, all over the news and everything, and then it came out that it was a big lie. So the guy began his entire career as a race grifter, right? And he still is around, so that's like, that's the insanity, and it just goes to show you the insanity of this system, really, that a guy like that could still be around, but they're all still around, you know, I mean, the, the vampires have a way of, they always find the blood they need to suck, and they'll they'll be out there, you know, they're... They're tireless in their their pursuit of, grifting and power and control. But, um, dude, I know you had to get going. Uh, I don't want to keep you too long. We could wrap this up. Anything you wanted to uh, leave the the audience with? Any any final parting words?
1: Yeah, I just want to say, and I, I I think that you know you would agree with this that we're talking about this topic not because that like we are against or for certain groups because that's not what it's about. It's about us wanting people to realize that what they're, what they think that they're getting from society is really nothing by them receiving all this stuff from, you know, that, you know, like days and months and all that shit. Like it don't it doesn't really mean anything. You have to look at things from a whole, uh, from a perspective of that. Why am I being told this? Why am I being given this? And it, it's for a reason. And, It's all divisive. It's not to, you know, it's not to bring humanity together. It's to divide people into groups, whether it's, you know, as I said, race, creed, religion, whatever it is. I mean, that's their whole goal because a unified
0: nation is a strong nation. Right. They don't want that. that. They don't want a unified nation because that makes them vulnerable. The people in power makes them vulnerable. They need people fighting with each other. They need people divided. That's why they push diversity the same thing as being divided and they treat it like it's the greatest virtue of all so well dude virtue is like you know looking at your you know looking at your son being born That that's virtuous you know what I mean like all that right. other nonsense um that's fake
1: virtue you know one you get a vaccine because everybody else got one and you you know you're scared of being ostracized You know, wearing a mask just because, you know, everyone else is wearing one and you don't want to be ostracized. You know what I mean? Like, that's fake virtue. Real virtue is, um, real life stuff that makes, that, like, real quality life stuff that, like, make people great. You know what I mean? Like, whether it's, like, you know, you're, you know, you're, um, you know, just that things that make human life, um, kind of like you know,
0: and, and that's- I totally agree, man I mean, the most beautiful the most beautiful moments come after some of the hardest challenges in our lives, and I think most people listening could agree with that you think back to some of the more challenging moments we've all been through, and when you get through it, and you accomplish something from being put through those challenges the payoff is often greater than if you didn't put the effort in we all know that, and uh, oftentimes, this anxiety that we all feel that is is so pervasive in the modern world is because we're so comfortable, and it's been made comfortable for us to the point that we're not we're not willing to put skin in the game. We're not willing to suffer, struggle, uh, scrape, and scratch to survive. And there are those who are. Very fine with that. And that's what we're trying to call out here because it does seem like the whole house of cards is coming down in one shape, way, or form. And do you want to be buried under the cards or do you want to be building up the great new castle, empire? Just community, just family, just your 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 group. Like strengthen it. You know, you don't want to be buried under all the crap. Because that's what they're building. They're building a castle of crap. And it's just going to be flushed down the drain at the end of it all. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Optimal State Podcast. Very much appreciated. If you want to check us out on any of the socials, we're on Instagram, Twitter, at Optimal State Pod. You can check us out over there. Uh, We do have a Patreon as well. We're trying to do this more full time. We're trying to make more video content, more Just content in general. So if you wanted to support the show in any way, you could check us out over on Patreon, patreon.com slash OptimalStatePod. We had some music from Qatari in the middle of the show. That's Adam and my older bands. Uh, We recorded some music with that. So we had uh, Astral Gyres is the name of the song that we featured in the middle of the show, in the break. And I think we're going to go to a jam I'm doing with one of my more recent groups amorphous i'm gonna leave you guys with that on the way out this jam is called trip coaster and i hope you guys dig it again thank you so much for listening to the optimal state podcast we really really appreciate it and uh, we love doing this so look forward to being with you guys next time thank you all have a good night